Hi, this is Zdenek from Zdenek's English Podcast. I'd just like to remind you that Zdenek's English Podcast is broadcast live every Sunday at 9 p.m. Central European Time. Why is it a good idea to listen live? Well, because you can listen along with other listeners. You can make comments as you do that. You can talk to other listeners in a chat room and you can ask me and my guest very interesting questions indeed, which we will try to respond to towards the end of the show. How can you listen to the live show? Well, it's pretty simple. You just download the Podbean app onto your phone, register, sign in, follow the next English podcast, and then launch the app every Sunday at 9 p.m. Central European time. Level up your English with the next English podcast. Beep, 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 shut up. I'm listening to the next English podcast. Listeners of the next English podcast, here is another episode for you. This is Denek, and you are listening to the podcast. And as always, this was not supposed to happen, but I tried to just go along with it. Anyway, how is everyone doing? Happy Easter, everyone! I can see that uh, you have showed up in a great number. We've got at least 10 people listening to this, one of which is my today's guest. But first things first, I hope you guys are doing okay. I hope everyone is managing to deal with all the COVID uh, stuff and all that. And uh, you are having a good time. It's, it's, it's a holiday after all, isn't it? A few days off, at least for some of us. Yes, but you know what? Without further ado, let me introduce my guest. Who is my tonight's guest? Her name is Kathy. She is an English teacher from England, but she has been living in the Czech Republic for almost two decades. And uh, as a matter of fact, she taught me personally about five years ago. Remember when I talked about uh, taking the Delta course here on Zdenek's English podcast? Remember how many times I've mentioned it here? Well, guess what? Kathy was one of my Delta tutors, so she was my teacher there. Um, and in fact, Kathy and I kept in touch after the course because we both share a passion for board games. Uh, we have played both online and in real life. And uh, I have to say, Kathy is always a very, very tough opponent, almost impossible to beat in any kind of game. Uh, <laughs> But uh, the truth to be told, Kathy is a well-read and knowledgeable um, and way more articulate than me. And that's why I, I'm delighted to have her on tonight. Kathy, if you can hear me, welcome to the next English podcast. Hello, Kathy. Can you hear me? Hello. Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? 
Yes, loud and clear. Absolutely fantastic. How are you today? I'm fine, thank you. That's a very nice introduction. I don't think it's true about that I always win at board games. That's not true. Some of, some of them I do okay. Some of them are not so okay. It depends. <laughs> I think you're just being humble. This is absolutely true, listeners. <laughs> don't, don't, don't trust Kathy in this at all. <laughs> I'm okay with ones based around words, <laughs> but, uh, otherwise yeah. it depends. Yeah, <laughs> I stand. It's luck. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's it's never luck, listeners. But <laughs> uh, well, I do. I <laughs> well, I doubt it. But the truth to be told, you uh, you seem to do really well when it comes to the game called Code Names, uh, which is oh. a ga game that was made in the Czech Republic. It became very mm -hmm. popular worldwide and um, I've played it with you a few times and I don't honestly I don't remember ever winning against you no matter what kind of team I was on <laughs> no, no but I remember a, a time when we played it quite recently online uh, I'm not sure if, I think it was in Czech and uh, we were on the same team and I think we lost every game <laughs> so oh. <that> you... <laughs> I, I see, so our, I see. Our luck our, our luck was out that night, I think. <laughs> Just, uh, I, I think I, I, at least one time we, uh, I, I don't remember who, sort of somebody hit on the the, uh, the black spy or whatever he's called, the assassin. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, just uh, uh, we weren't so good that night. So <laughs> it does happen. It does happen <laughs> that we lose. Which, which, makes, which makes me think it would be actually me bringing bad luck then. All right. <laughs> I, I, I don't think so. But that was a word-based one, you see. So, a word, yeah, yeah word-based word games I do do better. Okay. Yeah. So how, how are you doing these days, Cathy? Except uh, the fact that we can't really play board games, can we, these days? Uh, I mean, yeah, in, well, re in real life. Not, not in real life, sadly. That's that's the thing I really look forward to, you know, sitting around a table with a beer nearby and uh, <laughs> you know, spending time with other people. That would be great. Uh, <laughs> it feels like a very long time. Uh, obviously, I'm teaching at home and uh, spending lots of time at yeah at home <laughs> as everybody <laughs> is at the moment. My yeah. hair getting longer and longer, <laughs> we, <laughs> waiting for a hairdresser to be open. And, yeah. yeah you too, baby. <laughs> oh, <laughs> is that a real crow behind you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is that I, a sound effect. <laughs> I, I, I actually happen to be living with a flock of crows here, so you know. Oh wow! <laughs> no, it, it, it is a, it is a sound effect, yeah. It's a sound effect. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. No, it was, it was. I, I'm all right. Thanks. I just okay. I just played that sound effect to sort of demonstrate the fact that. Uh, we are really waiting. We are waiting patiently. Imp some of us impatiently mm. for this mm. for this to be over. <laughs> you know, so it's it's just like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, some things are nice. I mean, it's nice to be able to. I can, when I'm sitting at home working, I can just have the radio on while I'm working, not while I'm teaching, obviously. But, um, <laughs> doing some other work or I can, you know, get go to the kitchen and get a cup of tea whenever, you know, we yeah. British people like our tea. So I've been <laughs> drinking more of that, definitely, uh, this past year. Yeah. So there are some benefits over yeah. on balance. Some, some, it's not yeah, all just and, bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I try to look on the bright side, so yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. some things.
Unlike me, you seem to be okay. a positive, positive person, which we obviously appreciate here on the next English podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do. Yeah, I think life is more enjoyable if you are. <laughs> <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there were actually so, a lot, a lot, a lot of things that we could talk about with Kathy, and we mm -hmm. did discuss it briefly prior to this episode we had uh, s mm -hmm. some sort of a test run with Kathy and yeah. we we considered what sort of topic we could go for the, well there there were a lot of options board games teaching english life in the czech republic you know mm -hmm. some sort of difference between cultural life in the czech republic and england and not even easter Which, but yeah <laughs> in the end an executive decision was made And the topic of the UK's politics was chosen mm -hmm. <laughs> because it turns out, or, Kath yeah, yeah, sorry, As, or, or or even comparing the the two countries as well, and it's possible. That's right, but That's we'll see right. how it goes. Yeah, <laughs> but in the end, we went for politics because um, Kathy knows a thing or two about it, and I'm personally mm -hmm. quite I'm personally quite partial to it too, which is an expression that I quite like and that's why i say it. to yeah. be partial to be partial to, to something means that you quite like it yeah and the, yes the i would say I'm, i'm partial to a cup of tea and a piece of cake in the afternoon <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and 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 uh, the reason being because i i do listen to the lbc radio quite a bit and uh -huh. um if, you know it's it's kind of inevitable for me to pick up uh, think or two as well so that's why i thought you know what we might as well talk about politics here i hope you are okay with it kathy yeah absolutely i think so it's a strange thing in the last about uh, five or six years that politics has been almost a bit too interesting in yeah, various countries in the world yeah but it's it's best probably for everybody if politics is is boring because uh, that means that everything is just ticking along quietly everything's going okay and when it gets interesting that's when there's big problems and yeah it, i would say it has been rather too interesting since uh, about <laughs> 2016 okay that, <laughs> this, this sounded like a like a brilliant teaser to what's going to, yeah. to what's to what's yeah, going to happen okay. now but let me kick it off let me kick it off with this yeah kathy just one second mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Brilliant, John Burko, Speaker of the House of Commons. Exactly. <laughs> that wasn't me, listeners. Obviously, that was John Burko. I no. mean, Kathy, Kathy correctly named this person. I ob 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 oh yeah. Obvious. <laughs> obviously, I wouldn't. I wouldn't ever doubt that you wouldn't know his name. Um, Yeah, well, I mean, I I do know the names of a couple of other speakers of the House of Commons. So, but but I think he he actually has developed a fan club. I think there's lots of, lots of people around the world who've become fans of John Burko during the the Brexit debates. Exactly. Uh, I think that he, he hit the TV stations even outside Britain, and that's probably that's probably the first time that anybody outside Britain has known who the Speaker of the House of Commons was. Because I'm not, not normally. I'm not surprised. It's not normally so well. I'm yeah. not surprised he's this. He he has been this popular. I mean, Pop how can yeah popular? 
How can you resist that? <laughs> I mean, that is what the, the that is what the um, speaker of the House of Commons always says. I mean, previous speakers also went order, order, but not in the same way that he did. Yeah. Yeah, he brought a certain pizzazz to it, and he was also kind of famous for. Uh, yeah, making little jokes about the, the some of the um, the MPs and and sort of sometimes being a little bit cheeky to them, and, and he's a bit controversial because I think some people really felt that he was being rude and, and not very respectful, especially if they were people maybe that he that didn't like his decisions. <laughs> they, well, they felt that he was being yeah. rude, so he did. He was a bit controversial by the end of by the end of his time. Slightly, especially the leavers actually thought that he yes, was exactly. he was not yeah. impartial. He was not impartial, which is what he what a speaker is supposed to be. But that they thought he was not. Well, that's right. <laughs> it's possible, but yeah, yeah. to be to be honest, um, he was a good speaker. In at least in my eyes. <laughs> in my eyes too, absolutely. And I, I tended to like his decisions. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm me impartial. Me too. I'm not, I'm not yeah. impartial either. <laughs> but anyway, um, what what actually mm -hmm. makes you interested in politics, Cathy? Well, I think it's a bit like a team sport in a way. Um, I, I I joined a, a political party. I joined the Liberal Democrats years ago when I was at university in the middle of the 1980s. And in fact, they weren't the Liberal Democrats then. It was the Liberal Party at that time, but mm. later change name and merged with another party um and i remember years ago reading the book by um oh god i've forgotten his name uh, do you remember the the, the game the, the book called fever pitch by nick oh god it's nick something um, um it's I'm it's <laughs> so, so, okay, my, I, I have as a check say I've got a window my mind's gone blank my mind's yeah. gone blank and I can't remember to be, to be honest to be honest whatever whatever name you use Kathy I, I don't know the book anyways <laughs> <laughs> oh well he, it's it's written about being a fan of I think it Arsenal which is the team that you like oh. so I think you would probably like this book uh, and I think he's wrote, wrote okay. it it's called it's called and he also wrote a book called High Fidelity which became a film you remember mm. that and about a boy which is also a film but I can't remember the name of the book the author now um it'll come back to me in the middle of the night but uh, <laughs> it, but the point was that he wrote about this about following I think it was Arsenal, through years and years of when they were going through a really bad time and they almost never won a match, but he still went and he still, you know, supported them. And it's, it's and he describes it as being like being part of a tribe. They're your tribe and mm. you, you support them even if they're doing badly. And right. then maybe eventually you'll be you'll be lucky and they'll win a few matches and <laughs> uh, and, and and then you'll be happy. And and when I read that, I thought this is really like being a supporter of a political party, especially a very sort of firm supporter, mm. uh, not somebody who just maybe votes for them once or twice and then maybe changes their mind the next time. Right. And uh, supporting the Liberal Democrats who uh, are very rarely successful in mm. British politics is quite like that, 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 uh, that sort of uh, feeling of supporting a football team that are always losing, but you still, they're your team, so you keep supporting them. So it is a bit like, you know, I think be, being involved in it is a bit like that, sort of you, 
you're part of a, a team and maybe your team is successful maybe <laughs> it's not but uh, still you you carry on loyally um <laughs> and it's quite quite a fun activity uh, you also of course hope that uh, you'll be successful and be able to your party will be able to do things and change things that's, yeah that's what you hope but uh, yeah the, the activity can be quite engaging anyway as as i say is like a, a team sport <laughs> right <laughs> well i do like this kind of, this kind of analogy Sorry. obvious obviously and also uh -huh. you may you mentioning arsenal that's brilliant and it, yeah. it's, it does it does seem to be uh, something that i can relate to <laughs> when you spoke about okay. uh, supporting your your team uh even like through thick and thin even going through really mm -hmm. bad patch well that's what has been happening to arsenal for the past has it 15 right. years <laughs> something like that <laughs> So well, it's maybe I, I, it's maybe been longer than I thought. They were quite a successful team. Are they well, not a very successful team? Not 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 judging by their standards. But they have won a okay. couple. I think I think three FA Cups. But that's not that's not what the like. Nice. Of course, we always enjoyed it every single time it happened. But it, it's not what it's. It didn't you know appease the the fans enough. Um, no, but okay. no. But okay. um, well, so you were. In... But you would never. You would. You wouldn't change. You wouldn't stop supporting them, though, would you? No, no, I wouldn't. No. Although, no. although I have to say that it's going to be quite tough for me this week, the coming week, because oh, actually, yes. actually, um, Arsenal are going to face Slavia Prague in the Europa League, which is um, uh -huh. an, an incredible draw. Like, uh -huh. Slavia, Who'd... my my team against against a team from my country, and and yeah, Czech, Czech team is rarely ever uh, this, like, this far in the competition. So I am I torn. So I'm, 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 I'm completely you're torn. torn. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm torn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. It's like it's like the, the um in since I've been living here, the um, Czech Republic has very rarely, almost never played against England, um, but they they did in the last World Cup in the one in uh, Russia, and I was quite torn. <laughs> Way <laughs> quite torn. Are I don't think. I think they played each other. Did they no, 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 no. Or, no, I, I don't think. Well, actually, did. no. It was. It was. Um, last no, year. I think. I think it. I think it, it was. Or was there some qualifier? It was a, it was a qualifier. Yeah, it was Euro it was qualifier. Was I was torn then. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Ah, that's the one. And I was torn then. Uh, no, I was torn again in the World Cup because. Uh, England played Croatia and I ah. had drawn Croatia I had drawn Croatia in the uh, school te you know, amongst the teachers um, kind of bet like a sweepstake we call it like each person oh, I see. puts yeah, yeah, in yeah. some money and takes out a team at random <laughs> and I had I had Croatia and I didn't have many hopes for Croatia but they got to the final but when they were right. playing against England it's like so do I want England to win or do I want Croatia yeah. to win because I might win some money <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I, I, I just say okay, whoever's best. <laughs> Basi basically, this this is a win-win for you, you know. <laughs> it was a win-win for me, yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, so so, so Lib Dems, so uh, Liberal Democrats, yes. obviously they are abbreviated to. Yeah. Lib Dems. Sh sh yeah. Yes. Do should, where should we start for for your your uh, listeners? I, well, do you think they need to know? Some basic things, or do you think they already know the basics? Well, 
I just I just have a few questions to ask you here. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's it's really interesting yeah. to find to find out. I actually didn't know this until today. And you told me that you you were in politics, which so was it like yeah. at what at what kind of level was it like regional level or uh, national uh, level or not well not so much at national level um, but at um, at local level. So I I joined as a student and at first I was a very basic foot soldier sort of delivering leaflets, knocking on doors and canvassing, which no, I uh, see. we can explain what that is. And then uh, that was when I was a student. And uh, then when we moved, to, uh, I went and moved to Cambridge. And there I did, I stood for election unsuccessfully several times to be a councillor um, mm-hmm. on the city council. And I was, I became chair of the city, of the constituency party. So I was, the chair of the the party for the the whole of Cambridge. So that that was probably as high as I was. And there were national conferences, and I would go to conferences and things like that. So I wasn't yeah anything higher than that. But I knew no people who then became MPs or who went and worked in uh, Westminster and things like that. Wow. So do you still so, keep do you still keep in touch with these? Or I keep in touch with some friends of uh, political friends. Yeah. Okay, but, uh, so you but, so you you do have connections, <laughs> a little bit, only a little bit, nothing very grand. And this is the Liberal Democrat Party, so yeah, these are not yeah. very powerful connections. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is what it is. I mean, hist- historically, obviously, what do you call is it disparity? What's the word? Dichotomy or disparity? Something like that. Basically, there there have always been two parties, more like monopoly, right? It's. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It, yes, I mean, throughout history, it's just generally not. Well, it's not a monopoly, but it's yeah. Um, what's what's generally the word? Generally, a two-party race. Yeah. I don't know. Who say it's a two-party? It's not exactly a two-party system because there are other parties. Yeah, but and in the regions, yeah. they can be they can be more powerful. But um, the, the the British electoral system doesn't make it easy for small parties. So, for example, no. in the Czech Republic, you you have a proportional system. And I yeah. think the the ruling party last time got something like 23% of the vote. And uh, they're the biggest party with that. And then they always have to form a, 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 a coalition. Uh, yeah. And you know, you're pretty much never going to have one party in government there's always going to be a coalition um in in britain if you get 23 percent of the vote you know you've got no hope of being in government uh, yeah. <laughs> you you really uh, although um also, also it's rarely i mean that the, the conservative party don't have more than 50 percent of the vote they've got uh i don't know maybe 40 percent i'm not hmm. sure what, exactly what they got last time and okay. they've got a huge majority yeah, it's enough because you have this so-called yeah. first first past the post system. I think that's, that's what right. it comes down to at the end of the day. Yes, right? should I explain what that what that is? Yeah, go ahead. It it means so in the the country is divided into constituencies, and the constituency is a physical area that that is represented by one member of parliament. And in Britain at the moment, there are three six hundred and fifty one constituencies. Mm-hmm. And in each constituency, each party puts up a candidate. So you've got, you know, Conservative, Labour, Liberal Democrat, maybe Green, maybe some other. You might even get some independent candidates. 
but all the people in the constituency just vote sim very simply by putting a cross next to the name of the person they like best. So they just yep. got a, in front of them a list, a list of the candidates saying what their party's done. They put a cross next to them, and they count up all the votes that go to each part, per, per, uh, each candidate, and the candidate that has the most uh, will will win. And that's why it's yep. first past the post because they are. It's like in a race; they're the first one past that uh, that uh, winning line. Um, and this this means that it can be you win a constituency even if you you, off, you might not have fifty percent you might have less yep. than fifty percent of all the votes because mm -hmm. it's not just divided between two people and the people who if you voted for somebody else like your votes basically didn't count for anything then mm -hmm. you, you so don't so get represented so so the way mm -hmm. I the way I see it it seems mm -hmm. very it it seems like it favors the big parties, it does. the well-established it does. It parties. Big parties. Yes, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And there are quite a lot of constituencies where they don't change hands very often. Um, you know, there are constituencies where it's almost always Labour. There are constituencies where it's almost always Conservative. Right. And really, doesn't matter much what anybody else is and, going to do, but you know, yeah. the Conservative and, or Labour candidate will get in. And the only place where... Lib Dems would stand any kind of chance would probably be in London, right? Because I assume there are a lot of liberals there. Yeah, I mean, our, our seats are kind of scattered around. Um, we've, but the southwest of London is quite, it seems to be quite a stronghold around Richmond and Twickenham back, and Kingston, uh, sort of west of London. Mm. Sort of quite, so it's quite wealthy suburbia. Um, and then we've often had, well, the, in my, in my early days in the party, the, the southwest used to be quite a stronghold, but I think we've lost all the seats down in down in uh, Cornwall and Somerset and Devon that we used to have. Um, mm -hmm. We usually have some up in Scotland. Uh, I think we sometimes have uh, some in central Wales, and then there's just random other other ones. So Nick Clegg had a seat in in Sheffield. Um, mm. Yeah, they, I'm quite I'm quite surprised. I'm quite surprised you have got seats in Scotland, <laughs> considering oh, how, no. strong, how strong SNP is there. <laughs> yeah, well, SNP uh, in 2015 suddenly stormed across the whole of Scotland and got almost all the seats. Um, I think we still held on to one, which was uh, we have the Shetland Isles and Orkney Isles, the Orkneys, which are the islands north of scotland so north of scotland there's two two groups of islands and that has been liberal for for just forever um mm -hmm. so they, they, they're always faithful to us <laughs> yeah and then we we, we uh oh maybe we kept the one uh joe swinton had a seat in glasgow so um but yeah we lost a lot in in scotland i think it was in 2015 uh when uh, but not it's probably more of a disaster for Labour because Labour always used to have a solid number of constituencies of MPs in Scotland. And uh, they went down to, I think they just have one MP there now, which is a, a disaster for Labour. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's, I think, particularly a problem maybe for Labour because, sorry, my phone just made a noise. I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> um, uh, the because Labour Party and SNP are probably quite similar politically, apart from the question of Scottish independence. Ah. Um, 
Well, of course, the SNP is in favour of Scottish independence. It's their main thing. And the Labour Party wants Scotland to remain within the, the union. Mm. Uh, but otherwise, they're both quite sort of left-wing socialist parties. So they're sort of quite... Right. Um, they might argue with me about that, but I think most people <laughs> would see them as being quite, as being quite similar. Mm-hmm. So, Cathy, uh, I've got, but, I've got, I've got a, I've got a lot of questions here for you. But to be honest, I kind of know the answers already. <laughs> oh, <all right. laughs> because, because now, now, now that you have you have revealed the secret that you are a liberal, and and uh-huh. so that, that that pretty much means that I know what you're going to say. But I'm going to ask anyway. Oh, so, um, where where, sure. <laughs> where do you where do you stand on Brexit then? Very. <laughs> very much against, very much against. Obviously, I mean, I live in the Czech Republic, so for me personally, it's a major inconvenience um, yeah. for to, for Britain to leave the EU because I was a, an EU citizen with the right to go to any EU country uh, to work or to holiday or to you know do what I liked, and mm. now suddenly I don't have that right. I mean, because I'm already living here. It hasn't affected me working here. But if I wanted to say, if I wanted to leave here and go and work in, I don't know, Germany or Poland, now I can't. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, for me personally, it's a bad thing. So that's just being selfish. But also, yes, yeah, sort of the, the Liberal Party has always been quite internationalist. Exactly. And so, yeah, so um, sort of our party was maybe even against our own interests, you know, sort of stuck f- firmly to being totally um, anti-Brexit, even after mm. we'd lost the, the referendum. Yeah. 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 So in your, in, your, in your humble opinion, basically Cameron may, made a huge mistake by even calling the referendum. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I can kind of see why he did, because um, there had been in 2014 he had uh, had a referendum on Scottish independence, and I think it was in his eyes he was thinking this is a way to kind of stop this argument being a problem. Uh, we can sort it all out once and for all, have a have a vote on it, and then we can forget this problem. So yeah. for for years the Scottish. Na- uh, independence movement, the Scottish Scottish nationalists, had been. You know, making a first what saying they wanted a, a, a vote on independence. Uh, and he thought, well, we'll just put a stop to that. We'll have a vote. And and for that one, they had quite a long lead up to it. So they decided there was going to be a referendum a long time. It was like a year and a half, I think, in advance. Mm. So there was a long time to debate it and to really present all the sides. And they also had quite a big process about deciding what exact, how exactly the question would be worded on the ballot paper, which was kind of yep. a good idea, so that it wouldn't be yes or no, but it would be, uh, oh, I can't remember how they worded it, it was, you know, stay or leave or something. But um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and that, it was very close. I think it was a bit scary for the Tories. I think they were surprised how many people were yeah. in favour of independence. But they just about got through and the independence thing was voted down and then they could go, okay, you know, that's a once in a generation thing. Now be quiet, Scots, don't don't ask for independence (laughs) again for at least another 20 years. We just don't want to hear it. And And so, so then the, 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 the Brexit thing, you know, the move for independence to leave the EU was an argument that had been going on mainly within the conservative party 
also for quite a long time. So there's quite a body of people within the Conservative Party during the 90s the, and the first decade of the 2000s who've been creating trouble for the Conservative leaders. It was kind of ripping the Conservative Party apart a little bit. And so I think my view is that is that David Cameron thought, we'll sort this out, we'll have a vote, uh, and then we can... And surely people will be sensible and vote to stay in the EU because that's what makes absolute economic sense. And then we mm. can tell these people who keep saying they want to leave the EU um, that to go away and not to ask again for at least 20 years. <laughs> um, so he thought that would work like like the Scottish one. And um, yeah, well, we, we see the results. Uh, everyone was very surprised that the um, British populace did not vote along economic and reasonable <laughs> grounds they went for oh what's that sound that was <laughs> is that sound is, of doom sound yes of doom. <laughs> yes because I've, I've got different sounds here and they have different names and this one is this one is titled horror so i thought it was yeah, appropriate I, I thought it was appropriate it was horror them. i i remember i remember the the uh that they the referendum was on the Thursday. I have to say, I had had a bad feeling about it. I mean, the, the Remain side was in the lead in the polls, but mm. there were lots of people saying, well, yeah, but people are not telling you or they're not polling the right people. And I had a bad feeling about it, but it was a total shock to actually hear it that, that uh, uh, Leave had won. And I, I, I spent... Uh, I spent a weekend really in grief. Yeah, it was yeah going through all the stages of grief. It was terrible. I remember, I remember feeling mm. feeling, feeling very what down you, about it personally too. Did you, know, you I, was, feel, I was, yeah, I was, well? I was obviously follow, following it a lot as well, and it was mm -hmm. it was so shocking. And then I also sort of I was in touch with some people living in England at the time and in London mm -hmm. specifically, my classmates and the. Mm -hmm. it, it was I don't know how to how to put it but it was such a disappointment like they 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 felt pretty much like that was time for them to go home after that because the, so this is Czech people they, living in Britain they were feeling yeah, feeling yeah. that they were not wanted yeah Ex exactly uh, because, because it, it was yeah. kind of it was kind of giving license to people to start sort of like well, abusing I, ab abusing the the um, all the you know EU immigrants. Um, yeah, and and I think there were quite a lot of incidents, weren't there, of people being of people turning on anybody speaking Polish or Czech or whatever in the in yeah. the, just in public, and and telling them you know don't you shouldn't be speaking you, you should be speaking English, which is just stupid. Uh, or why don't you go home? You have to go home now. Yeah, yeah because it kind of it kind of empower, empowered yeah. them, right? Didn't it? Because now, yeah, because, absolutely. Because be, before before this happened, they could just they could just talk about it, but then it it all changed everything. I, I was going to ask you about mm. Nigel Nigel Farage, but I'm not going to do that. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just tell you that, that my feeling. It was not just. I mean, obviously, it's just horror and shock and everything. But also, I, I really had a strong feeling that suddenly that. Wow, I thought I was a typical British person, and yeah. now I don't think I am anymore. Now I think right. there's clearly a majority who are not like me at all. I uh, see. I'm, yeah, I so see. it was it was a big, a big 
deep down shock like that. I thought, I, you know, at that point, you're thinking, I'm not even sure I want to be British anymore. So before that, yeah. I would always have said, you know, yeah. I love the but Czech Republic, love living here, but I would never want to apply for citizenship. And now, you know, probably sooner or later, yeah. I would apply for citizenship. Yeah, but it's it's all it's all kind of co complicated because on one hand you can you can be very pa patriotic you can love Queen and all mm -hmm. that, but at the same time you can be pro EU you know and at the moment it's so, yeah. it seems like a weird position to have it seems like a minor, like because most people who would sort of support Queen in my opinion would be conservatives right but now it's like it's all co complicated you know. Oh, and recently there's been a lot of um, a lot of talk about the flag. Um, I don't know if you've noticed recently, very recently, in the last few weeks in the news. So the Conservative MPs, the, the, the Prime Minister, everyone, suddenly whenever they appear on TV, they've got a, a, a UK flag behind them. And they yeah. just sort of uh, put, put out a proposal that um, all, all public buildings should fly a British flag all the time, not just on holidays, but all yeah. the time, and uh, and I think the 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 BBC recently produced some kind of report, and uh, the the head of the BBC was being uh, questioned about the report, and one of their questions to him was, "Why doesn't this report have any Union Jacks in in you know, the oh, British flags yeah. in in the you know on the pages?" And it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I think. Why I think. To, and this is this is all a bit bizarre because you know yeah. why do you need to be flying the flag on all the buildings all the time? But we know what you know what country you're in. <laughs> I have a feeling that they, uh, they 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 are taking it too far. The government and, and this, yeah, this, well, this, 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 this will only lead to further divide. I think instead I think the, of the, the flag is only yeah yeah, yeah. they should be Sorry. they should be they okay. should be uni unifying the two camps right because mm. obviously. Like whatever happened now, the, the, it's important to sort of you know put the country back together and and uh, make sure that people are uh, that, that people get on with each other because yeah. um, still a huge a huge a large number a large proportion of the country are 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 dissatisfied with this kind of government and 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 the fact that um, you that the the UK left the the EU, so uh, uh, well, yeah. why 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 add fuel to fire? You know. Yeah. So so yeah, the people the people who are on the the losing side, which is nearly half the population, are yeah. There's no, nothing being done to make them feel like they should. Uh, uh, I don't know. They they can. <laughs> sort of come round, come round to the situation, and yeah. And, uh, so accept yeah, it to come, come to it. terms with it. And, there, yeah, exactly. and and there was no kind of attempt to compromise with them either. Uh, I think yeah. for me that was uh, Theresa May's big uh, mistake when she can before she, she she took a long time to actually have any proposal about what Britain wanted, but she didn't consult outside the Conservative Party. She went and consulted with different people within her party, within the Conservatives, on mm -hmm. what they would want, but she didn't ask, have any kind of public consultation with the public in general about, so what exactly is it you see as being Brexit? You know, do you want to stay in the, in the uh, economic union? Do you want to stay in the single trade, you know, single market? Yep. Uh, there was no consultation with the Labour Party until very late, sort of 
just before the deadline for, or one of the deadlines <laughs> yeah. for Brexit to happen when suddenly she realised she couldn't get her own party but then she thought oh maybe we should talk to Labour and it's a bit too late by then so mm-hmm. there was no attempt to have a version of Brexit that would satisfy the majority of the people um, she really only thought about what would get her Aunt- own party behind her. Uh- until Boris Johnson came along and uh, he got Brexit done, yeah. didn't he? <laughs> he <laughs> well, I, I guess he has. He he got something through the through through Parliament. Um, yes, and it it's happened. So yes, he's right about that. But now, um, you know, they they passed this and they they passed the deal. Uh, when was it? It was it was not uh, before last Christmas. It was the Christmas before that, right at the last minute. And they voted on yeah. it. And they, they had almost no time to discuss it in Parliament. And they said, because this is a fantastic deal. And then almost as soon as it had happened, they were going, no, it's not a good deal. We need to change this. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, you were saying this, you'd got a fantastic deal. So um, I don't know. Yeah. You didn't want so, to discuss it in Parliament. T- turns out <laughs> yeah. the deal is not not so fantastic. You know? Well, we're hearing now a lot about problems. So there's, um, yeah, there's there's problems with uh, British companies that export things to to the EU and who are suddenly finding huge problems. So the amount of trade is down enormously, and they're trying to say this is just teething problems, but I yeah. don't know if it is really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the seafood industry. It, it was. It's ironic because. One of the yep. big lobby groups for it, as you yeah, you probably know, was the fishing industry. The yep. fishing people were all we want. We want all the British waters. We want to be able to fish all the <laughs> catch all the fish, fish waters. What they forgot is that the people they sell the fish to are the EU, because British <laughs> people, British people don't actually like fish that much. We, we they like cod and tuna, which are not mm. caught around Britain. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Otherwise, they're not very adventurous about eating different kinds of fish. And whereas, like the Spanish and Portuguese and French and Belgians, they love fish. So all the most right. of the fish. Like uh, today, I was listening to somebody uh, talking about the mussel industry. Um, mussels, the shellfish, which 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 fish. doesn't stand for for uh, for any fitness fitness freaks. The mussel. No, muscle. no. It's that- <laughs> muscle sounds like the thing your biceps and triceps and so on but it's a different spelling yeah it's a homophone uh-huh so so the the belgians know them as moule and they look their national dish is moule and frite so they all the mussels that get caught in britain get shipped over to belgium to be eaten there by the belgians but now there's a heck of a lot of paperwork and it's a big problem so you could say the fishing industry, especially those that voted Brexit, they shot themselves in the foot. They did shoot themselves in the foot, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, unfortunately, now they know about it a bit too late. And, uh, yeah. And there's also a somewhat dangerous, uh, it's a bit of a problem with uh, Northern Ireland, because yeah. now... Uh, Northern Ireland still has an open border with the Republic of Ireland, but now goods have to undergo various sort of paperwork to go from Britain to Northern Ireland, uh, and I think the other way, and uh, that's that's causing problems. And if you get yeah. frictions in Northern Ireland, there's a lot of, there's a lot of very sensitive um, 
loyalty is that you've got half the population who would like to be part of the Republic of Ireland anyway, and the other half who really want to stay in the UK. And yeah, they they yeah they could end up going back to fighting. Mm-hmm, exactly. Well, it's it's it seems very important to me, but it it looks like mm. Boris has has bigger fish to fry. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> I mean, all he cares. He just, well, at the moment, he, yeah, he's got. <laughs> covid to deal with he's got yeah yeah and also like he 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 kind of cares about his popularity the most doesn't he he's this sort of populist almost i would say very much a populist yes um i mean sometimes it feels like he'll just say anything in order to get a laugh and to get popularity um yeah he's not a not a details man at all and uh you know what I'm I think? Saying. I think I think I think a lot of people yeah. voted voted for him because, well, let's be honest, he is he is quite funny, yeah. But I, I've heard this, Kathy. Yeah? yeah. You know what I heard? What I yeah. heard from what one, one heard? of my favorite presenters on LBC, Nick mm-hmm. Abbott. We, he always says, uh-huh. "You you vote for a clown. If you vote for a clown, you mm-hmm. get a cir- you get a circus." <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good good point. I mean, it, it's very odd the effect that Boris has on the public because a lot of people seem to forgive him for things that another politician couldn't get away with. Yep. Um, you know, there's plenty of scandals. Um, he's, I mean, the, one of the most <laughs> outrageous you know, things that would be controversial is he can't answer the question of how many children do you have. <laughs> it's it's six or seven <laughs> but maybe now with the new baby it's eight or seven um we think maybe he's, he's not really sure but, but he's literally asked that asked that question and just failed to answer it um yeah. it, I, he had he had a wife and he had another partner and now he's got his current partner and they've recently yeah. got married and you know personally i i I, I'm not into. Uh, I, I don't particularly mind the personal morals of a, of a politician. I think if they have uh, affairs, that's their business, and between them and their, their partners. But it, you know, I think for, for him, there's a bit like he he's dishonest in his private life, and I think he's also dishonest in his, his public life. So, well, as, as far as I, as far as I know, he got fired for lying, right, in his previous oh, job. From- so, yeah, from the Spectator, I think, or was it the Telegraph? Yeah, he was a yeah. journalist, and yeah. Uh, yeah, one of the papers he worked for actually fired him for making up stories. And he was yeah. one of the people who, back in the nineties, he was actually a journalist covering the EU. He was he was uh, the um, uh, he was based in Belgium, and he was supposed to be writing stories on what's going on in the EU, and he would just make up things. So mm-hmm. he kind of started Britain th- having uh, sort of strange ideas about what the EU was going to do. So there would be certain stories like British sausages are going to be banned. We won't be allowed to have sausages like we've been used to. Or the British flavours of crisps are going to be banned. <laughs> so we won't be allowed to have salt and vinegar and cheese and onion. We'll have to have the same flavour of crisps as uh, Germany has or France no has. No way. Which obviously, no, obviously no way. It hasn't happened. You know, it's <laughs> nothing like that. Nothing like that has ever happened. But, you, you know, you get all these stories about, oh, they're going to ban bendy bananas. And it's like, oh, <laughs> that 
don't think this has happened. Um, uh, so, but I think you know this. This he's one of the people who's responsible for these these uh, ridiculous scare stories that yep. people you know then and remember, and they and then they just get this impression of the EU. And, but it's this. And yet, oh, sorry, and yet, and yet, yet, the public the public just let lets him off, you know. Because yes, because he's they do. because they, he's they, they, because he's he's so charming and funny and yeah, yeah and, that's right. You know? they, they they go oh Boris he's <laughs> he's a bit bumbling he's a bit yeah. funny with his like, bits of Latin and Greek and his messy hair but oh he's yeah, yeah his hair and his yeah hair. Look at absolutely his hair, yeah. and his hair by the way um it's not that he can't brush his hair he deliberately ruffles his hair up before he appears in public of course this is his act. This is his act, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. there you go. I, I, I guess it works. So um, yeah, maybe you, you shouldn't uh, criticize. We should uh, just uh, get other people. I mean, if Keir Starmer could uh, ruffle his hair up, maybe he would do better. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Keir Starmer is the leader of the opposition party. Obviously, he replaced. That's right. He's the Jer Jer Jeremy Corbyn who. Who was right. there was a strong leader, but also divided his own party. And uh, some well, in, well, he was perceived as a kind of <laughs> communist. In what sense almost, would you say, in, in, <laughs> in what sense would you say that he was a strong leader? Uh, I would say that he could inspire crowds, at least at the beginning. Okay. Like he he did have that yeah. famous famous uh, speech. At where, yeah. was it uh, one of the festivals, right? Well, I'm not sure what it was, but uh, uh, Glastonbury, Glastonbury, yeah, so Glastonbury fest Glastonbury. festival. And I, 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 to be yeah. honest, I remember listening to some of his or watching some of his speeches from the British Parliament, and he did seem like a mm -hmm. great leader and somebody who could who could stand up to to Boris at at least at least from from my angle. But to be honest. The problem is, I think that he was too controversial. He was too left-wing, even for his own party. Right. So he divided. He divided his own party, and the fact that he was also mm -hmm. a, le a lever, you know, even though like he he didn't yeah. talk about it he, towards the end, but he, everybody yeah, knew is, it. Everybody knew it. You know, this so. is this is one of the odd things about the with, with the policy towards Europe about the, the odd thing about the Labour Party and the Conservative Party is that they from the 1970s through to the present day they actually kind of swapped positions because in the 1970s I don't know if you're aware of this but it was Edward Heath Ted Heath who was the prime minister in the early 1970s who took Britain into the European Economic Communities it was then Mm -hmm. And uh, when and there was a referendum in the mid seventies at which mo it wasn't a, along party's line, but it was yes or no for to stay in the EEC as it was then. Or, and the Conservatives, including Margaret Thatcher, for example, were campaigning on the side to to stay in the European Community. Uh, and the Labour Party, especially more left wing Labour Party, who were against this, and so Jeremy Corbyn's being opposed to the European Union goes back to those days in the 1970s when he and I think he was very uh, influenced by Tony Benn. They were they were quite against the European Community. I, I don't mm -hmm. entirely know why. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe because it was all about business and they weren't really in favour of such capitalist things that's possibly mm. why i don't mm. know mm. um yeah and then over the time the the uh, Amer uh, 
Labour had become more and more in favour. So, I mean, even yep. in the referendum, there were some Labour people who were in favour of leaving. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's not 100%, but mostly Labour people Labor were in favour of remaining. Yeah, uh, yeah but the, pro and, the problem and, is and he was... Tories wanted yeah. to leave. Of yeah, course, but, but he, the, the yeah, so he'd always been against he, it. Yeah. He, he kind of represented the party that majority of the the voters exactly so where, he, where where remain, and then when the yeah. election election happened, well, you know, like who do you vote for? Who do you vote for? Because oh, he, well, ultimately, actually, most I, yeah, sorry, you you say that most of late actually no, maybe maybe most Labour voters were remain, uh, but yeah. Labour Party represents more than one group of people. So one big group of Labour supporters were traditional working class people in, 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 the, in the in the in the in the north and towns. Especially more in, in the, the north. Midlands and in yeah. the north. Yes, absolutely yeah. in the north. You've got that Labour Heartland of and that base of working class industrial workers. And mm. but you've also got the uh, another Labour base of middle class graduates maybe you say intellectuals, <laughs> who also <laughs> tend to be Labour, but they have quite different interests and quite different values. And, and then maybe you also got working class in the cities in the South, who again yeah. maybe have different values again. So the people, uh, I think later they, they found that, that people who voted Labour actually probably still did vote Remain, even in the northern cities. But... A lot of those in those areas, like everybody else, voted leave. Uh, so in those traditional areas in the north, where they had their constituencies, they had their MPs. A lot of those uh, majority went for leave, hmm. uh, and so there was quite a, a, a dilemma for Labour because to appeal to the the voters in their traditional areas in the in the north and midlands they would have needed to support leave and to appeal to their yeah. their base in the cities in the south especially and the big cities even in the north maybe manchester um they would have needed to be for remain so they were really like well, so which way do we go? <laughs> and yeah, I don't think definitely. there was a good answer for them because I think either no. way, if they'd gone from one way or the other, they were going to lose support. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, uh, there you go. I feel for them. <laughs> it was really <laughs> well, difficult for them. Yeah. yeah. Well, Gathy, before Ooh. I ra wrap this up, um, mm -hmm. any, chance, any chance of the UK joining the EU again? Is there any chance of that? I, I hope so, but I don't think it'll be for a long time. I don't think there's any way that um, anybody could politically even suggest that yeah. any time soon. I, I, you know, it might be something like 20 years. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, uh, sorry. <laughs> I mean, things, <laughs> uh, things are going badly, but I think that... Uh, I mean, I think there's a huge amount of the populace who just doesn't want to talk about this anymore. Sorry. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think, I think, I think people are just, just <laughs> are tired, tired by this, you know. They, they're tired and tra traumatized for, you know, yeah. four or five years of talking about Brexit. And the, uh, at the last election in December 19, it was voting for, for uh, the Tories, I think, with the get Brexit done just because they wanted to be done with it. They didn't want to hear about that. Anymore, Kathy. Um, Kathy, I, I actually mean, think there mm. was a chance to turn this around. I was following these elections. Yes? There was a chance think, uh, to turn. What was the well, chance? Well, when we were talking about this election, that which was mm -hmm. the end of 
was it end of 2019, right? 2019, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was the end of 2019. I was I was in the UK at that time, and I was... Oh, yes, I what was, did you feel? You thought there was a chance? Well, I, I, th I thought there was a chance, because, because, because it was close. Again, it was quite close, wasn't it, in the end? No, but, it wasn't, um, not really. No? What, what was, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I don't, don't, don't well, I remember the, the, it well. Cons conservatives have a majority now of 80. And they took and they 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 took what was called the red wall. Those those tradition a lot of those traditional Labour seats up in the north. Yeah, that I see. I see. Fell to the Conservatives. I see. I mean, you yes. were, you were in London, so London London's still majority Labour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I do yeah. I I do remember uh, some of these um, present radio presenters who were pro Remain. Uh, being mm -hmm. uh, being cautiously optimistic, and it was it was the last chance to turn it round, right? So we were mm. hopeful, but but in the end, <laughs> it, 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 it didn't happen. To be, you know? to, yeah. to be honest, I yeah, I, I wasn't optimistic at all. <laughs> oh, okay. I was pretty sure that I was pretty oh, sure okay. that Boris is going to win. Yeah, fair, in, fair enough. So. It, it it must be the hair then. <laughs> <laughs> Um, right. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. But uh, they, yeah, they had a very simple slogan. It seems like three-word slogans work. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it's a bit depressing. Um, when it came to Brexit, the the Labour Party policy, you needed a couple of sentences at least. It needed to be, we'll do this and then we'll do that. And obviously, obviously, and, and obviously. As soon, and once you start needing to explain yourself, then I'm afraid with the no. Uh, yeah, it made me sound very, very cynical about the public, but then I think you yeah. lost them at that point. Well, all you need, all you need to say, let's take back control, let's get it done, and people will just, <laughs> people will follow you any, anywhere you go, you know. <laughs> and and even now with 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 COVID, you know, they just go uh, save our NHS. This last year's slogan, save our NHS, yeah. and that got through to people. And now they're saying hands, face, space, hands, face, space, which I noticed, by the way, the Czech government has copied that. Um, uh, well, to be honest, slogan, to be honest. By, by going, Rudse Rolski, Rosestupi. <laughs> so, so it's like they, they, they uh, imitated it, that, that slogan exactly. And to what to what I to what I can only say, don't get me started on our Prime Minister Andrei Babic. <laughs> <laughs> so which do you think which which Prime Minister is worse? Do, 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 do you know that at the beginning of the crisis he said he claimed that we are best in COVID? He says this. He I know. said best in COVID. This very phrase. I know. Guess I what's know. happening now? We are the worst I know. in COVID. Worst, well, uh, no longer, no longer quite the worst in Europe now. Thank you. Second, but, um, second, second worst then. Yeah, I think again to go back to football analogies. I think what happened with the Czech Republic. It's like when you have a football match and the team scores a goal early on and then goes, okay, we're we're, we're leading, we're winning, we don't need to work hard anymore. Complacency. And then they don't yeah. play. The complacency, yes, and then they, yeah. they sit back and they don't try so hard. Whereas I've I've seen the Czech team do brilliantly when they were uh, like three nil down, and they, oh, <laughs> I think it was two nil, two nil down. I remember seeing years ago, uh, I think it was a qualifying match against Netherlands, and they were two nil down, and they came back right. to win three two, and yeah. it was fantastic. Because but yeah. the problem, but but when they they're up 
early, then they sit back and uh, don't try so hard. And I think, yeah, here it went brilliantly last time, this time last year. They, they shut down, but then later they didn't, yeah, got, got complacent. I, I think exactly. maybe the whole... The whole population got a bit complacent because exactly. I think the well, public also didn't didn't take it seriously as well. Well, well we tend to be quite good when, when there is nothing to lose, obviously. But uh, when there okay. is every when there is everything to lose, then we get mm. complacent for some reason. I don't, yeah, and do, but do but do you? I mean, do you agree with me that, that it's not just the government that got complacent, but also a lot of the people who? Yeah, oh, this isn't really anything to worry about. Yeah, yeah, yeah abs, abs, absolutely, yeah? totally. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay, well, last question, Kathy. Um, this mm -hmm. podcast is lo longer than usual, but it's just I'm having some... <laughs> Sorry, you promised me this is going to be half an hour. <laughs> I did, I did, but that got out of hand a little bit. It got, got out of control. And yeah, uh, sorry, sorry to everyone listening to this that this is. But <laughs> <laughs> well, they seem to be, take up they more seem, time. They seem to be enjoying it because no, you know, a lot of people have listened to this show more than usual, actually. So you have attracted, okay, attracted. Cool. We have attra Sorry, attracted a, little, a little bit. Are we? And now? How about now? Is it better? Okay, I think. Okay, yes. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know if it was my end because my computer, my my phone was sort of making noises. Anyway, sorry. Yes, you say those people seem to be enjoying it. Good. Yeah. Okay. Well, the numbers are very good, you know. So uh, I just I've got one last question for you, Kathy. Uh, obviously, this is a podcast mm -hmm. for English English learners. I hope everybody has been able All to right, follow. Yes. I mean, this is this is a, this is a, a little bit, uh, let's say, geeky, or it goes kind of deep because we discuss things. I'm sure some of my listeners might not have a clue about. I'm sure some of them do know uh -huh. what we what we are talking about, but some of the names we mentioned. Anyway, I, I still do hope that uh, you get something yeah, out of the out of this, li listeners. But I would like to uh -huh. ask you, Kathy. Um, do you mm -hmm. listen to any podcasts or could you recommend any podcasts about politics? So personally, I would just recommend <laughs> lis listen, listen to LBC. But what about you, Kathy? Is there anything that... Well, I... I listen, I listen to Radio 4, BBC Radio 4 a lot. And they have lots of um, current affairs programs that are quite interesting. Uh, but I also, yes, I was mentioning that, that I listen to a podcast by an LBC presenter called Ian Dale. But it's not mm. just Ian Dale on his own. He does it together with Jackie Smith. Ah. Uh, and he is uh, Jackie Smith is a is from the Labour Party. She used to be in the time of uh, Tony Blair and Gordon Brown. She was Home Secretary. She's mm. like Minister of the Inter Minister of the Interior. Uh, you would call it in the Czech system. It's we call it Home Secretary. Uh, okay. So she's Labour, although she's a quite moderate Labour figure. I say she's not. She's not anything like Jeremy Corbyn, and he's Conservative. Uh, and I think you were surprised that I said that I, I uh, listened to this podcast because you thought well, Ian Dale, he's not. He's yeah. Not kind of, uh, <laughs> well, well, you're yeah, a liberal. Actually, you're a liberal, and he's, he's yes, very I'm a liberal. Staunch. And, he's a staunch conservative. So. <laughs> well, in fact, both of them are from parties that I disagree with. So I, you know, don't like the Labour Party any more than I like the Conservatives. But this is actually partly because of the uh, Brexit referendum. Because right. after that, I realised that I was kind of in a bubble. So yeah. I tended to follow on Twitter, or on Facebook. You know, I get messages yeah. that kind of agree with me and I'm in touch with people who agree with me. And I'm just hearing yeah. the opinions of people I agree with. And I thought I need to do something to make yeah. sure I'm getting 
some view of what other people yeah. think. So I started yeah. follow, following Ian on Twitter, and I thought, well, he's he's conservative. Actually, he's not officially like a member of Conservative Party anymore, but he's of that sort of mm-hmm. inclination. He was pro Brexit. Yeah. And uh, but I do know that because I I said to you that we actually I knew him slightly at university. He was in his last year at university when I was at my first in my first year at the same university, and I did come across him. And I knew that he's somebody who could say interesting things, and he's yeah. also um, quite socially progressive. So he's not. Um, it's not anything uh, like Boris Johnson's kind of like. Uh, in my opinion, in, in my yeah. in my opinion, because I've I've heard him a few times on LBC. Because mm-hmm. I all I also sometimes I am also sometimes a glutton for punishment. So I have I have uh, <laughs> listened to to even Nigel Farage a few times because I was interested in seeing the yeah. other angle and just just I, listen, exactly I th- just I, just just to oh, listen yeah. to to his followers. But yeah. uh, when it comes, I think when it it's comes important to, to know what the other side is saying. <laughs> Absolutely, because as you said, <laughs> yeah. as you said, we are in this echo chamber these days. Like it, it's mm. happening to all of us. But what Absolutely. I noticed, uh, yeah. But what I noticed about Ian Daly is that um, well, I think he comes across as a genuine guy. He did really. Yeah. He really be- believes in what he says, and he. I mm-hmm. think he's he's not a populist. He's just he's just. Well, he's just he's just convinced that this is the the right way to do things. I disagree yeah. with him, but you know I, I understand why he's respected. So yeah, he's uh, he's got he's no longer actively in politics. So he he stood for election as MP years ago and got defeated by a Liberal Democrat, actually Norman mm. Lamb, who mm. uh, I knew slightly as well. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> but now, but now, you know, he's not actively in politics. He's not looking to be elected, so he can be honest uh, about what he thinks. And he is also genuinely, he's a person who will talk to other people. So he does this podcast with somebody, Jackie Smith, who's from Labour, and he also sometimes has his guests, uh, pe- other people from Labour, Labour. So he clearly gets on well with Jess Phillips and Wes Streeting, for example, and some other. Labour people, so he's in favour of talking across the chamber to people from the other side, um, and I think he's in favour of. He actually he's published books. He recently he's had he's published one book about uh, all the prime ministers from the past <laughs> over mm-hmm. history. Yep, but he's yep. also in the last year published a book called "Why Can't We All Just Get Along," uh, which is <laughs> I think supposed to be about how to go about life so you don't come into this conflict but but sort of reach some kind of uh, well, I haven't actually read it <laughs> but it's, 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 it's about arguing with respect for the other side and well, listening to each other and not just being tribal that's that's interesting because I would also I would mm. kind of I would kind of argue that from what I've heard it's, he, he seems to be quite opinionated despite the fact that I think yeah. oh yeah Despite the fact that I think he, you know, like he's a genuine uh, politician, he's a genuine uh, oh, he, pre- presenter, yeah. and he he says what yeah. he believes in, and I respect him for that. I, I would also say that he's uh, opinionated because whenever there was, let's say, a, a staunch uh, remainer or someone calling on his show mm-hmm. and co- calling him out on whatever he was saying, I I, I sometimes notice that he even uh, didn't didn't mind hanging up on those people so really? you know yeah I, I've seen well it, yeah. I, I don't know exactly what they said because i don't actually listen to his show but um uh yeah i mean 
Also, yes. also, Kathy, one he's, more thing. He's, yeah. I, would, I would say he's, I would say it's my impression of him is that he's happy to listen to other people's arguments on the other side. Obviously, he he's opinionated in the sense that he definitely has his own opinions. But yeah. that's, that's okay. Uh, For example, maybe he's Kathy, feeling that those people are not, are not coming at him with good arguments. But yeah. yeah. Well, for example, what happened recently, I've, I've noticed it. Noticed mm -hmm. it. Um, when there was this debate about vaccinations, you know, and a lot of people refused to take the vaccine, which uh -huh. uh, personally I think it's wrong, but at the same uh -huh. time, uh, the UK is a liberal country, and it's, yeah. it, it would it would be uh, it would be uh, wrong, in my opinion, uh, if you know if the the British were forced to do it, you know. So uh, he he hung up on several callers who were trying to convince him that um, they should have a right not to be vaccinated. I do remember this quite vividly. So, uh -huh, yeah. so he's quite sort of pro, sort of anti anti vaxer. No, 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 no. Pro, he's a pro, pro, pro vaxer. He's a pro vaxer. So he's, he's a, no, that's what he. I'm saying yeah, he's yeah. he's anti anti vaxer. <laughs> so they were anti vaxers and yeah, he was yeah, yeah. against them. Very much. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I, exactly, exactly. Maybe he has quite strong feelings about that because um, he he personally he's uh, I mean he's talked on his podcast about the fact that he's diabetic and that made him ah, at higher risk. So he was yeah. kind of sheltering. So I think he probably has quite strong feelings about people yeah. who are maybe not taking COVID seriously enough. Um, and well, the the podcast that 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 podcast with him and Jackie Smith, which is quite interesting because they talk about things and they compare their points of view, although they mm. quite often agree with each other, is called For the Many, uh, yeah. and it's quite funny. They they just chat and there's quite a lot of smutty jokes as well. Uh, mm. So you know, under maybe small children shouldn't listen to it, but probably small children <laughs> don't want to listen to it. And I also, I mean, <laughs> there's also uh, I just listen to others. So there's a, a fit Financial Times um, Pains Politics uh, weekly podcast, which is usually quite interesting. And the Labour and the Guardian has a Politics Weekly a podcast, right. which is also interesting. So yeah, those, those are the ones you can listen to. As well. Nice, Kathy. Yeah. Thank you so, very much again. for all these all these tips. And, You're welcome. Uh, yeah, and it's brilliant. And personally, I have to apologize to you for for getting carried away with this episode. It doesn't normally happen. My listeners can att can attest to that. But you know what? When when they when they when they are send, sending you gifts like like the one I have just received from Rorky Drift, when listeners Ooh. like Moni Monica say uh, it's the best episode I have heard, or um, and others, you know, commenting on the on the oh. show. I mean, I mean, what Lovely. can you do? You know, <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. I'm glad I hope I didn't. Uh, yeah, I probably didn't think about speaking carefully. So I'm very sorry if I haven't been uh, sounding like nice and clear for people who are learning um, English. You but have been I also very got carried away. Very, <laughs> very clear, and in my opinion, you have very nice, clear right. accent. And you are a teacher, oh. so you you know you know what you're doing. You know. I am, but I'm not teaching at the moment. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a round, a, round, a round of applause for Kathy and for her appearance oh, on the, so the next English podcast. Thank you, Kathy. Okay. It's, been, it's been an absolute ple pleasure, and I think it's time for me to wrap this up now. And thank, thanks yes. to everyone else for listening as well and bearing with uh, us because this topic can be heavy. 
But I think if you are lear English learners and you manage to get through to the end, well done to you as well. Give yourself yeah. a pat, pat on the back. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, right. so I'll leave you, shall I leave you now to say goodbye yeah. to your listeners? Yeah. I'm not sure how to disconnect. No, 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 okay. I'm saying goodbye. Bye. I'm I'm leaving as well. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, okay. Kathy. And Bye. peace. Peace to all of you. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot for listening. For more information, go to Zdenex English Podcast Facebook group or visit zdenexenglishpodcast.podbean.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of Zdenex English Podcast. If you are Zdenex English Podcast patron, I've got some good news for you. A mini-lesson review that focuses on the target language from this episode is arriving right after this. To become Zdenex English Podcast patron, go to teachersdenek.com zap section and click become patron.